Thank you, Jesus, that when we do stop and bow in adoration before you, we feel your loving presence and remember that you are the Prince of Peace. Help us to remember that it's in the silence and the stillness that we hear your still, small voice. We pray that we can carry your peace in our hearts, not just during this busy season, but every day. Thank you, Lord, for your love and grace that flows con- constantly flows out to us. Amen. Let's just um, just stay in that uh, attitude of prayer just for a, for a moment longer. And Lord, uh, as has been declared this morning of, of the busyness and the, and, and the year that's been, I just pray for anyone, Lord, who's needing a special touch from you this morning. Uh, Lord, as the word goes out, may that word um, be used by you. Uh, if anyone is in need of, of a, a, just that tangible presence, Lord, may your spirit just be evidently uh, touching hearts this morning. And Lord, as we open your word and as we, as, as we look at your word, will you speak to us? Will you open us up to what you're saying to us this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to extend my welcome to you and to everyone who is watching online as well uh, and to visitors who who might be here for the first time. uh, I trust that you're enjoying time in in our family at home, in our church. Um, Really looking forward to next week uh, when we're able to come together as a whole church family celebrating the year that's been because Like Dan said, no matter what has happened, we serve a faithful God who is faithful to us and is trustworthy and is dependable. And we're going to give thanks for that God uh, who is faithful to us. And we've seen amazing things happen for us as a church and individuals throughout the year. And we're going to celebrate some of those those things as people share some of those things. So that's going to be an amazing time to get together. Uh, A couple of Two weeks ago, uh, I shared a message that was in response really to the, the year that we've just had and how do we uh, respond when our plans have changed, when our plans have been thwarted, I, I said. It's a nice word. And um, there, there is a perfect example of that in our Christmas story. How do we live when we have our ways and our plans and we're, we're believing for what our future is Something happens, something comes across, there's circumstances that change that plan. How do we live uh, faithfully and joyfully in the midst of that change? And of course, uh, in the Christmas story, there is Mary and Joseph, whose life was turned upside down. Here is Mary and Joseph, a young couple engaged to be married. And I know that some of the tribe are in with us today. And this message really uh, speaks to you as well, because did you know that Mary, uh, most theologians would say, was between 13 and 16 years old uh, when, when the angel appeared to her? So that's in, in your guys' age range. So here was a young couple engaged to be married, had their future ahead of them, what they believed was their life, you know, looking forward to the wedding day, uh, buying a house, doing the garden, the, the career, the job that, that Joseph had. Um, in fact, I heard a really interesting thing. You know how we believe that Joseph was a carpenter? Um, 
the, the word for carpenter can also be interpreted stonemason. Did you know that? That's blown your mind, hasn't it? All those years of believing that Jesus was a carpenter and his family was a carpenter, quite likely he was a stonemason. But most importantly, he was probably both a craftsman, if you like, a builder. And so believing that this was their future, this was their, their, what they had ahead of them, and then that's completely turned upside down as Mary is, is thrown into the, the limelight and an angel appears to her and says, you're going to bear the child of the saviour of the world. And we're going to look at that story this morning. So if you have got your Bibles, open to Luke chapter 1 and we're going to start at verse 28. Last week we're in John chapter 1, this week we're in Luke chapter 1, maybe next week we might go to Matthew chapter 1, <laughs> who knows. So starting at, uh, sorry, verse 26, in the sixth month, that is the six months of Mary's cousin Elizabeth, uh, who was also pregnant with John the Baptist, in the sixth month God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Now this was a town that was a working class town. Again, nothing sort of very special about this place. Sent the angel there to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this would be. Now, I have to agree with Mary. What sort of greeting is it to come up to you and say, greetings, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. I mean, we, we say to each other, hey, how you going? Or nice to see you today, don't you? We don't sort of open the door and say, greetings, highly favoured one. Now, I might make light of that, but there's actually something very profound in this greeting. And that is the angel is declaring that Mary is highly favoured. Another way of interpreting that is that uh, you have been graced. You have been shown unmerited favour. In other words, Mary, there is nothing special really about you. You come from Nazareth, not an amazing town. Uh, you are not favoured, you are not graced, you are not uh, blessed, you're not chosen because of your age. You are not chosen because of your family status. You are not chosen because of your position in society. You are not chosen because of your efforts and what you are able to do. This was a young girl. She is favoured because God chooses to favour. She is graced because God chooses to grace us, to show unmerited favour to us. And so in this greeting of the angel, we find the gospel, we find the Christmas message, in fact, that we here, every human being, uh, is undeserved of God's grace because of our sin and our turning away from him. Despite that, you are highly favoured. Each and every one of you have been shown grace. And the Christmas story, as Dan says, reveals to us that the Lord is with us. Emmanuel, God, is with us. And so whatever your year might have been and whatever you're going through at this point in time, I can declare to you, just as the angel did, that you are highly favoured. You are highly favoured and that the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. 
But Mary says, the Bible says that Mary was greatly troubled. So Mary actually struggled when this was first announced to her. Mary struggles. In fact, the word for troubled can also be interpreted aggravated. Anyone felt aggravated this year? (laughs) Mary was troubled. Mary was aggravated. Now, I find great comfort in this, that the very first sort of human response to God's plan being announced to Mary is that she's troubled and that she struggles with it. I think sometimes uh, when God maybe declares a word over us or, or, or has, a, has a future for us, a purpose and a plan for us, our first response is to struggle, to think, how can this be? And I find great comfort that Mary, the, son of, uh, the, the mother of Jesus, was greatly troubled. It's okay to struggle. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Do you have struggles? Are there things that are happening in your life right now that that are a struggle for you? Be comforted in that. That's a normal human response. And so then we, we go on to read. She wondered what kind of greeting this would be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Typical thing an angel says when they turn up. <laughs> First of all, don't be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. There it is again. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. There is importance in the name Jesus. Jesus comes from uh, the the name Joshua, and as we, we talked about earlier in the year when we were studying Joshua, Joshua is the one that led the people into the promised land. He was the one that, that freed them into their, their inheritance and into all the promises of God. And Jesus now is the one that comes and frees us from all of our bondage and slavery to sin and gives us the freedom and the life that he has for us. So he's the name of Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. Wow. Mary's response. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? I find this question quite humorous as well. The angels just declared the, the majesty and the wonder, the, the reign that Jesus is going to have and that his kingdom is going to reign forever and ever and he's going to reign over the house of Jacob, that he's going to be the son of the most high. And Mary's like, hang on, before we get to that bit, how, how's, the, how's the having a son bit going to happen? <laughs> it, it, on that human level again, a couple of weeks ago I talked about, you know, we, we all live on this sort of material human level in our eyes, but God's ways are so much higher than our ways. And, and, and the angel's declaring this, this heavenly purpose, this amazing thing that's going to happen, and, and Mary's just still in this, this human world. But Mary questions. Mary questions, how will this be? Again, a human response to an amazing declaration. How will this be, Mary asks. As we think about this plan that God has for Mary and Joseph, she says, how can that be? That seems so far-fetched. It seems so different from the world that I was believing in and trusting in and and, and thinking about that I was going to have. How would this be? 
And as God comes to us and gives, gives us a word, we might question it. And that's okay. It's okay to have questions. Young people, uh, as you grow up and as you sort of start to, to think about your own life and your own faith, it's okay to have questions. Uh, questions might be something around how does, how does faith and science meld together? How can, how can a loving God allow suffering? How, how can I trust that the Bible is God's living and inspired word? Now, these might be questions that, that, that come, come to mind. It's important to have those questions and to seek out those answers. And so Mary questions. I think of Moses as he's given his, his plan to go lead the people out of Egypt. He says, how can this be, seeing as I'm a man who can't talk? That was my question when God called me to ministry. <laughs> how can I be called to ministry? I'm someone who can't talk. So it's okay to question. Do you have questions? Do you have questions over what's happening in your life right now? Perhaps the, the struggles that have come up this year, it's okay to have questions. But God is gracious to Mary and, and the angel answers Mary's questions. He says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. What an amazing word of scripture. And what an amazing promise to be spoken into our year and into our struggles, into our questions. As we think, how can this be? God, what are you doing? How can, how can you make goodness out of this mess? As, as those questions come, the answer is nothing is impossible with God. In fact, if we could just take hold of that verse this morning and go home and just chew on that, uh, I'm sure it would do wonders for us as, as we uh, live out the rest of this year. For nothing is impossible with God. See, so often as God's plan is given to us, as his, his word is, is spoken to us, as he, uh, his purposes are revealed to us, they can see so, so far-fetched. They can see so beyond over the hill. And we think, how can, how can that be possibly be happening? And we're reminded that at, throughout Scripture, time and time again, person after person that encounters God's plans and, and walks in it, that God actually unveils that as they walk and, and as they go through. And because of that, because of taking hold of the promise that God is a faithful God and that nothing is impossible, Mary has an amazing moment and an amazing statement. He said, he said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. Another way of interpreting that is, may your word to me be fulfilled. In other words, Mary, even though she struggles, even though she questions, comes to a point of submission of understanding that God is sovereign and that his ways will happen. In fact, Mary doesn't get a say in her future. The angel comes and declares what is going to happen. Doesn't say, are you okay with that? <laughs> Can I have your input on the plan? 
No, this is what is going to happen. And, and so it is with us in our lives that so often God comes to us and say, look, this is going to happen. And it's circumstance beyond our control, something that we don't have a say in. And yet in that, there is a submission to God's sovereignty, that he is Lord of our lives. And so Mary responds. She, in fact, has a moment of faith and she believes when she says, may it be to me as I have told you so. She accepts God's plan for her life. She accepts God's uh, word over her. May it be to me as you have said. I think this is something not to just reflect on on Christmas, but every day of our lives as we follow Jesus. May it be to me as you have said, or may your word to me be fulfilled. As I get up in the morning and as I go to bed at night, may I submit to your will over my life, your ways over mine, O Lord. So Mary comes to an acceptance and she believes and she submits. So I ask you again the question, have you submitted? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus wholeheartedly? Perhaps there's been some bits of your life that you've perhaps wanted to take back and to take control over. Is your life wholeheartedly surrendered to the Lordship of Christ as it was with Mary in this moment? And then the angel left her. Now at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love that. And because she's filled with the Holy Spirit, she's now able to declare this truth to Mary. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And then she says, Blessed is she who has believed. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her would be accomplished. So Mary struggles, Mary questions, Mary uh, believes, and then Mary receives. Uh, in, in believing and entrusting in what God has for her life, Mary is blessed. Blessed is she who has believed. Now, we don't have time this morning to go into blessing, but blessing doesn't mean uh, prosperity or finance or a life that is free of trouble. Blessing simply means that God is with you in the midst of it, that the, the spiritual blessings of uh, the fruit of the Spirit is, is, is with her because Mary's life was not going to be easy. Mary's going to have to go back and explain to her society uh, that she's going to have a baby out of wedlock. She's going to have to ex- uh, be on a donkey on the road to Bethlehem, nine months pregnant. She's going to have to have a baby in, in the muck of an of a, of a animal area. It's not going to be easy. And she's going to grow up and her son's going to be uh, harassed and betrayed and die for our sins. 
So blessing doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but she's going to receive what God has for her and the spirit of God, just like it came across upon Elizabeth. The word says the Holy Spirit is going to come upon Mary. And so have you received? Have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you received the promised seal of your salvation? And then finally, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. His holy name, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Finally, Mary worships. Mary comes from a point of struggle to having this interaction and encounter and this conversation, this belief, this receiving, and then out of that comes her worship. She declares the goodness of God. My soul glorifies the Lord. And so I want to ask, ask you this morning, have, do you worship? And does your worship come out of response for all that God has done for you? As we draw to a close this year, we know that things have not been easy. Things were not easy for Mary. And sometimes we cannot see the end uh, from the point that we're at now. But faith says that we're going to walk in it despite being able to see what God is going to do. And that is precisely what Mary does when she believes. May it be to me as you have said. And Mary begins to walk in the promises and the truth of God. And so may I encourage you this morning uh, as we, we go into the end of this year and into the next year and we might not see what God is doing in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our questions, in the midst of circumstances that have happened to us. We walk by faith, not by sight. And sometimes we can't see the end. Mary could not see it all happening and then she believed. No, she believed when it was declared to her. And so might we walk by faith as well and trust in a faithful God that says to us, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. Will you join me as I pray? Lord, we thank you for this this story, this part of the, the the overall Christmas story that declares that you have declared that we are highly favoured, not because of anything that we have done, not because of our status, not because of our efforts, not because of our birthrights, but that you favour us, you have graced us, and that you are with us. Thank you, Jesus, that you have entered our world to become one of us, to know us, to, to, to walk with us. Thank you that you are with us in our lives. And Lord, I just want to pray for everyone here this morning. Whatever statement they associate with, whether they're struggling, whether they're questioning, 
whether they're coming to a point of acceptance and, and trust and belief and faith, whether they're, they're longing to receive all that you have for them in their life, perhaps to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the first time. Or maybe they just long to come again to that point of just being able to worship out of an overflow of what you've poured into their hearts. As it says in Romans 5, you've poured your love into our hearts. And out of that, may our proclamation and our soul glorify you, magnify you, Lord Jesus. And so, Lord, for everyone who, who is here this morning, I just pray that you would continue to speak to them and that they would take home the fact that they are highly favoured, that you are with them, that nothing is impossible for God. We thank you for your love, Jesus. In your precious name, amen. Great words, Sam. Thank you so much. Um, that's going to bring us to a close, but it's just reflecting on the struggle and um, isn't it wonderful that God approaches us before we surrender he's on the move towards us and um, sometimes it takes a little bit to surrender and we have a prayer room out the back here and the team here who'd love to pray with you so if you're on a journey where you haven't received or you want to feel afresh the Holy Spirit in your life, I tell you there's nothing better than being filled with the Spirit um, and knowing his presence in your, in your life. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, prayer is a wonderful way to just put those struggles to his feet. So I just want to pray one more time as we, we finish. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you come to us. You are open for business and uh, Lord we need to surrender to you and uh, I just thank you so much that it is a simple act to trust that there's no work involved in surrendering to you Lord that we just surrender ourselves as you've done for us so thank you Jesus as we 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 celebrate Christmas coming up and um, as we go from here yeah just bless bless our time as as we meet friends and family over the next few weeks and uh, go from here into our communities. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thanks, folks. Just a reminder, yep, we've got the prayer room out here. I'd love to pray with you. Um, Have a great week.